When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, so what is Thrivehood, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. I'd say it's a relevant life roadmap for young men out there who want to thrive as they're maturing boldly into manhood. From the very serious to the silly, I chat about a wide variety of relatable topics that both challenge and motivate you to do what needs to be done now so you can become who you want to be later. I'm Tim Williams, and this is Thrivehood. Hey, what's up, guys? Another installment with Officer John. That's right. If you didn't check out the first episode that I did with him in regards to how to manage and cope with a traffic stop, if you get pulled over by an officer or a sheriff or somebody, go back and check that out first. A really good episode. He did a really good job of breaking it down and talking us through that experience. And I think it'd be good for you guys to have a general idea of, of what to expect, right? Try to try to minimize all the surprises that are out there. And this is another way to do that. Well, we had him back and we're talking a little bit about what to expect as far as your, just your overall rights, your citizens rights in the U S I know I have people listening all around the world, but we're talking mainly about the U S and so let's join that interview now. Hey guys, we're back again with another installment with Mr. John, the officer, how are you, bud? Doing good, man. How about yourself, Tim? Doing well. Doing well. So I really enjoyed our last interview, and I wanted to have you back. And I wanted to talk a little bit about knowing your rights. You do have a right to remain silent, but I think a lot of people are confused as to when they are able to use that right. There was a scuffle and, you know two or three guys outside and you guys pull up and, you know, somebody got stabbed, right? And maybe not too bad, but, you know, it's not a good thing. Right. And you, you maybe you can sort of tell who it is. Maybe the other guy's like, hey, that guy stabbed me. He hit me and whatever. So you've got this guy that's the potential suspect. He's trying to figure out, when do I be silent? Can I do that? Am I allowed to do that? And then also, what do you call it? Miranda, Miranda warning. Yeah. Miranda warning. Mm-hmm. A little bit about you talked about how that's really important and that actually is a safeguard for you as to where you can where you can and can't go before or after Mirandizing somebody. Mm-hmm. Is that the right Correct. word? Can you sort of just talk around that for a few minutes? Maybe I, I hope I did I ask me the question right? Well, I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm just <laughs> I know. I didn't do tell me about your rights as far as being silent. How about that? Remain okay, silent. perfect. We'll work with that. Um, the Miranda advisement or Miranda warning um, comes into play if somebody's suspected of a crime. Like Tim was saying, um, those people that stab that other dude in the parking lot. If one guy's arrested for that, the police officer can't ask that suspect anything about the fruits of the crime or the crime itself um, specifically without reading them the Miranda rights. And the first one is you have the right to remain silent. Do you understand? And so by being silent, you invoke that right that you have. 
So if an officer were to begin asking you about the crime, specific to the crime, and then read you the Miranda rights, that's not a that's bad news. Yeah, right? yeah. That can actually be tossed out in court, believe it or not. The whole the yeah, whole thing. The whole thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen on TV, of course, like, you know, like 48 hours or whatever, um, where they don't read them their Miranda rights and they start asking them questions about the crime. Like, did you stab this dude? Yeah, sure. And then they read them the rights after the fact. Well, that's the whole thing can be tossed out oh, of court. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Okay. So it's interesting. So that answers my question as far as remaining silent. So if it's a good, if it's a good officer, if it's a good cop, right, mm-hmm. then check me if I'm wrong about this. If you pull up and you're talking, you're talking about the weather and what's going on. You might say what's going on. And maybe that to them, it's like, see, in their minds, are thinking, they're already trying to get us to talk. Maybe you are, but you truly haven't said anything about the crime. You're just saying what's going on, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways. There's probably a lot of ways you could get people to talk. But what you're saying is you shouldn't be too concerned because it isn't until the point that questions are being asked specifically about the crime. And then at that point, you just say, if you want to, not saying a word. I want my lawyer, right? You, yeah, yeah, you can, for sure. So, talking about the weather, or you know, don't I know you, or you know, I think I think I went to school with your brother. That's just that's just sort of you know massaging the situation, feeling that's it good out. Word for it, you yeah. Know, you're trying to just get a feel for what's going on, but how could the suspect say he said that before he gave me my Miranda rights? Well, how is how's that going to be proven? Yeah, it's a lot of times um, in this day and age, everything's recorded. A lot of these patrol cars have. Um, recorders in them or a lot of cops wear body cameras and they're required to turn them on. Okay. Here's another one. Not, you don't have to be obligated, nor do you have to consent to a search of your person or your vehicle or your home or talk about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of that. Um, It's your fourth amendment right to, you have the right to be, feel secure in your house um, or your car against unreasonable searches. And a lot of times it comes down to the policeman being nosy. I mean, that's our job, you know, to be nosy. Sure, Um, sure. And if somebody asks, I mean, I tell my son, if you're pulled over for any reason and there's nothing more there than a traffic violation and the policeman asks to search your car, I say, I tell him very respectfully, say, no, no, sir, I don't consent to that, which it's your right, your Fourth Amendment right. Um, Now, if you're suspected of a crime, that kind of goes out the window. You know, if the policeman smells marijuana in the car, then they have the right to search that vehicle to look for the illegal substance. So consent goes out the window at that point. Search warrant. People always throw out, yeah, you got a search warrant. You know, how, what? what is that all about? Yeah, no. So search warrant. Um, if uh, there's a crime at a house or somebody's in a house that you need to go get them that would require a warrant, then you would have to go about that route. It's kind of tricky, um, but no, it doesn't apply to that. You are allotted a, if you can't find a lawyer, you are given a government appointed lawyer. That's, yeah, that's a right to? Lawyer, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I also came across this question, and I don't even know if this is true or not as far as your rights. You don't have to answer that you, whether you're a U.S. citizen, where you were born, or how you came into the U.S. Is that, have you heard of that before, or is that new, or is that just... Somebody <laughs> wanting to put something on the internet. You know what? I'll have to Google that, but no, I haven't. I haven't heard of that. I don't ask those questions. Um, I don't ask where somebody has been born, or I don't ask where someone's birthplace was, or anything like that, unless they're under arrest. Um, 
but yeah, normal traffic stop, I wouldn't ask those questions. I don't know if that has to do with the racial things and so on and so forth. It may be it could. Yeah, and it listen, be. I would just I would did some re- some research and I came across a couple of a couple of sites where that was the same question. Hmm. So I didn't know, but uh, if that was a if that was a thing or not. But anyway, let's see here. Here's another one. How long can you actually be detained in a in like in a traffic? So I know, and we're we're getting a clear picture of mm-hmm. traffic stop is a little different than you're being you know uh, investigated for a crime. So it's a different level. But in either case, how long are you? Can you be detained, or is there something that they have to say? If, or I heard somewhere like you like if you ask, are you are you detaining me right now? And that sort of they've got to do something with that statement. Kind of give us a clarity of of that question about okay yeah on a traffic stop you're you're clearly being detained by the police um and a reasonable amount of time so if you're being pulled over for whatever traffic violation you are detained for what's a reasonable amount of time for that policeman to write a ticket um, and then get sent on your way now if you're speeding and the cop ends up searching your car for drugs and that kind of thing you're detained for the duration of that investigation that makes sense so Mm -hmm. i mean it just depends on the situation typically about 10 minutes, depending on how fast the guy can crank out a ticket or not. So, so at what point do you feel like your rights are being violated as far as being detained? Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is there anything around that or am I is that sort of just fluff or TV? Uh? Yeah, some of it's fluff. However, I mean, if you're being detained for what you think is an unreasonable amount of time, you can always say, hey, do you mind if you get your supervisor out here so I can talk to them or, you know, that kind of thing. But be respectful about it, obviously. Okay, really good info. Is there anything, John, that any other just, of course, we, we could drill down to rights all day long, but I mean, just high level, right? Anything I missed? Is it just, is that sort of some of the basics? Yeah, I think that's pretty much um, the basics on how to behave, I guess, in society. <laughs> just be, be respectful. And, and, you know, that's what it all comes down to. So it's interesting. You, you have, this is probably the third or fourth time in the two interviews you really come back to that respectful thing. So is there something, do you want to talk about that a minute? Is it, that seems to be a, for you anyway, that's a, it seems like it's a big deal. It is, you know, um, not out here in Tennessee, but especially in California, um, there have been plenty of times where I pull over somebody in the millennial generation um, and they greet me with, what's up, bro? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm cool about it. I'm like, hey man, you know, whatever, da, da, da. Me being, you know, kind of kicked back and laid back, I understand where they're coming from. Uh, I don't take offense to it. However, you could get some older uh, policeman that doesn't agree with that greeting. Um, so, like I said, respect will go a long way and, you know, re- refer to that person as sir or ma'am, the policeman or woman. All right. You know the drill. I always give you the last word. Is there something that you want to share with these young men out here today as a parting gift or thought, John? Yeah, a lot of younger generation, a lot of younger people that I stop on traffic stops and stuff or come into contact with have marijuana in their position, uh, either through a vape pen or just, you know, having joints and stuff laying around. Um, I would just like to reach out and encourage those people that are doing that to stop right yeah that obviously leads to bigger drugs and just keeps snowballing and just it gets worse and worse over time and people i mean i'm going to use a quote here that i've heard when i was a kid you know it's a gateway drug which it truly is you see these people repeat offenders they start out with marijuana and then several years later they're hooked on meth 
and they're just having a heck of a time getting off that drug. So I'd like to encourage anybody who is struggling with that to reach out to somebody, you know, reach out to Tim. I could give him your home phone number, but <laughs> send him an email. It'll get you in touch with me or, you know, reach out to somebody that you trust and do your best to stay away from that stuff. Don't get involved with it in the first place. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.